Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. What happens to prisoners when they die? Do they move on like many people believe? Or are they afraid of judgment? Do they stay within the same walls that they were punished in for so long? Join us as we try and figure out these very questions on this year's Halloween episode of Paratruth Radio. Now Paratruth presents a talk to the Ohio State Reformatory. Halloween 2016. What's going on, Parafans? Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio, and it is our Halloween episode. Uh, tonight, Eric is gone again. Uh, he's going to be gone for a couple of weeks, so I wish him the best of luck getting the rest of his schoolwork done and welcome him back as soon as he can come. But tonight is an awesome episode because tonight I'm going to be talking to Scott from Ohio, the Ohio State Reformatory that uh, has been in several movies. It's been on several ghost hunting shows. So anybody who knows anything about the paranormal has seen it, has heard about it. Uh, it hits home for Eric and I because we have wanted to get in there for years to do a uh, paranormal investigation, if you will, uh, or just, uh, I guess whatever you'd want to call it. We, we do paranormal investigating a little bit differently than we used to, but, um, so yeah, we'll be talking to Scott from Ohio State Reformatory. Uh, and when I say we, I mean me. So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to go to the line with Scott. All right, Scott, welcome to Paratruth Radio. How are you tonight? Pretty good. How are you doing tonight? I am doing awesome. So uh, I wanted to get you on because uh, it's actually been a big thing for Eric and I to actually eventually get to the Ohio Reformatory to do an investigation. We have not had that chance yet. Um, but uh, before we get started, I wanted to give you a chance to tell everybody a little bit about yourself, a little bit how you got started with doing the uh, ghost hunting uh, tours at uh, the Ohio Reformatory and all that good stuff. Well, I'm Scott Sukol. I am uh, the ghost hunt manager at the Ohio State Reformatory. I'm also one of the historians there. Okay. Um, I've been there for, oh, geez, uh, I think I'm finishing up my 21st year right now. Um, I, uh, I've i been investigating the paranormal for, oh, geez, since 1993, and I... Uh, I had the opportunity to uh, investigate the building. We were the first group ever to go in there, uh, the group that I was uh, with at the time. Okay. And I, I just never left. So, I mean, started volunteering and all that stuff, and finally they, they asked me to be in charge of the ghost hunts. And, you know, I, I took the opportunity, and I'm running with it. So, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, if I were to have been asked, I probably would have ran with it too. So I don't blame you. <laughs> oh, the, one of the one of the cool things about my job is not only do I get to meet a whole bunch of amazing people, but I also get to uh, see how other groups investigate, and you know, see the different equipment they use, test out their stuff. Um, and I mean, the building, man, the building's just amazing. The history, the architecture and all that. I mean, so it's, it's not just the paranormal aspect of it for me. It's, it's, uh, it's also the, the history and uh, all that. Right. Well, and that's actually one of, uh, my biggest, uh, 
passions as well is just like looking at architecture and you know i was a huge history uh buff in high school i absorbed any type of history that i came across so it's really interesting i mean in any type of paranormal investigation to see the history especially if you're doing a uh historic site and um one thing that i had always found fascinating is that uh, like one of my favorite movies is Shawshank Redemption, and part of that was filmed at the reformatory. Yes, about uh, actually most of the stuff that you see on screen is uh, is filmed at the prison. I mean, everything from um, you know all the yard scenes; those were done there. Um, the Brewer Hotel where uh, Brooks, old man Brooks ended up uh, hanging himself mm. and uh, then um, Morgan Freeman's character he went there uh, after he got released that that room is in the prison oh, okay. got, uh, yeah they, they used a lot of the building a lot more than people think now ironically one area that they did not use uh, for Shawshank Redemption were the cell blocks because Castle Rock Entertainment, the production company, needed the cells to face each other, and they just couldn't make it work at our location because all of our cells face out. Oh. So uh, they built a fake cell block in a local uh, warehouse and uh, just used the fake cell block. Hmm. So now, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, recently you guys have been doing some renovations to get the uh, reformatory back up certain areas uh, that were falling uh, into disrepair, correct? Yeah, we uh, some years back we uh, restored the first floor of the warden's quarters. Okay. Uh, we have restored the um, central guard room. Uh, we are in the process of restoring the first floor of the West Administration area, um, and that is going to house the Ohio Department of Corrections Penal Museum. And then we are also, at this time, starting to restore uh, the rooms that were used in Shawshank Redemption. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought I saw about the, the first uh, floor and it being... Uh, some type of museum. Uh, so that's actually really interesting because... Uh, Unfortunately, I'm sure it's kind of hard to keep up on this old building, uh, especially as uh, architecture gets older, it starts to decay. Um, how much work has that taken up as far as uh, doing the, the, the ghost hunts and all that? Uh, well, what do you mean? Uh, has it has it interfered with any of the ghost hunting investigations or anything, any type of business that you guys do with the re- reformatory? Uh, no, during the ghost hunts, we uh, we try to keep as many many areas as we can open. Okay. Uh, if we're if we're restoring a room, I mean, and we have like tools and stuff in there, yeah, we'll shut that room off. But I mean, usually we'll have the, the those areas open. Okay. So uh, you said you had been investigating uh, since 1993. What kind of got you into doing the paranormal investigations? Well, I've I've always been interested with it. Um, I've always seen things and heard things and all that. Uh, That was back when I was little. But just like a lot of people, that sort of faded away. Right. as I got interested in other things, and then I, w- one of my friends, she had uh, she had something going on at her house, uh, so of course that that sparked my interest again. Um, I ended up um, contacting a gentleman about that. Uh, he ended up living about a half hour from me, and uh, he was sort of like my Mister Miyagi. He. Uh, he uh, taught me what he knew. I mean, he'd been doing it from the nineteen and you know since the nineteen seventies. Oh, okay. And I mean, back when back when I really started investigating and everything, it was really underground. Uh, it wasn't like pop culture like it is now. Right. I mean, you, you didn't uh, you didn't uh, announce what you did. Um, because you were either going to be viewed as an occultist, a Satan worshiper, stuff like that. Right. Um, but yeah, I uh, I started investigating uh, with uh, 
this gentleman, his name was uh, Ken Johnson. He passed away last year. And one of the coolest things was about the way he trained me was when uh, he said it would take about five years. He on the the five year anniversary of him training me, he said, "Okay, I've taught you all I know. Um, now go out and do what do what you know how to do." And he said, "But the biggest thing is try to prove me wrong on anything I have ever told you." And I am still trying to prove Ken wrong on anything. <laughs> well, and you know that. That's one of the biggest paradoxes of uh, paranormal investigating. Like Eric and I have always said, you know, just because it's weird, it's weird doesn't mean that it's it's uh, paranormal activity. But prove that it's not. Correct. <laughs> so, and it's funny yep. that you bring up that you know back in the seventies and even uh, in the eighties, it was kind of uh, taboo to talk about paranormal activity and you know nowadays ed and lorraine warren who are being glorified through tv and movies uh you know back then even when they were doing it 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 was tabooed nobody talked about it even though the movies make it seem like this was a normal thing if you were talking about it as you said you were either an occultist or a satan worshiper or you were just nuts and yes Nobody wanted to, you know, delve into, you know, what might happen after we die, other than the Christian belief of going to heaven and hell and that's it. And, um, you know, there's so many what ifs. So, yeah, it's really interesting that you had brought that up because it, even today, even though it's even more mainstream than it used to be, uh, certain topics specifically are still kind of taboo, which is odd. Oh yeah. I I remember back in the day when I first started doing this, um, that's back in the day when you would get phone calls that sounded like, Hey, are you that guy that does that one thing? (laughs) Um, but nowadays it's like, Oh, you're a ghost hunter. Cool. You know, come on over. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and even look at, uh, ghostbusters that, came out in the 80s and that kind of start sparked people's a little uh, interest a little bit more and even though it made it a comedic thing uh one of the uh creators Dan Aykroyd even to this day is a huge paranormal activity uh believer as well as he's been researching it you know since before that Oh yeah oh yeah so uh, one of the questions that Eric had for you was, um, what is the most terrifying paranormal experience you've encountered in the reformatory, excuse me, reformatory or elsewhere? Oh, jeez. Hmm. I wouldn't say I've, I've ever run into anything that was terrifying. Um, I don't care if it was at the reformatory, if it was at a, different uh, investigations that I've I've done or helped out with. Um, I have uh, experienced some things that I, I still to this day look back and go, man, did that really happen? Mm-hmm. Um, like back in, oh, geez, that was a long time ago. It's one of the first years I was down at the prison. I, uh, I was punched in the left kidney to the point where it put me on the ground. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I was at the right place at the right time or the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> Depends on how you look at it. Right. Um, I see. I, I I really don't get spooked by much. Um, there are things like, um, uh, I don't know, little kids freak me out. Um, there, there have been times where I've been at the prison and I'll hear like a little girl walking behind me. Mm-hmm. And like giggling and stuff like that, and I'm the only one in the building. Um, yeah, that 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 perks your ears up, <laughs> right? Oh, and which is kind of interesting because, like, as and it could be I don't know the whole history of the reformatory, but uh, did any little girls die at the reformatory? I would assume not, unless it was like the warden's daughter or something. Um. Not that I have been able to find, but even before the building was there, uh, 
that land was, um, well, let me see. In the early 1860s, it was Civil War training camp. Okay. Uh, and then previous, before that, it was uh, one of the first three settlements of Mansfield was right in that area. So, I mean, it could be something like that. Okay. Uh, that tied to the land more than the building. Uh, or it could even be, I mean, there's a theory out there that they're um, some of your more uh, nasty entities can make you uh, perceive them however they, they they want you to perceive them. Right. Uh, and what is less threatening than a little blonde girl? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you brought that up because our last episode was about black-eyed children, and okay. that that would fall under the lines of creepy kids. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, all right, folks. Uh, I think we're going to take our first break here. You've li- been listening to Paratruth Radio right here on the Paratruth Radio Network. We've been talking to Scott Sukel about the Ohio Reformatory. We will be right back after Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Now, Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Today is a very special day, because not only do you get one, but you get two random facts. Did you know that the original horror movie, Halloween, which debuted in 1978, was on such a tight budget that they had to use the cheapest mask that they could find for the character Michael Myers? Well, according to RandomHistory.com, that mask turned out to be a William Shatner Star Trek mask. Shatner didn't originally know that the mask was in his likeness, but when he found out years later, he said that he was honored. Did you know that according to Irish legend, jack-o'-lanterns are named after a stingy man named Jack? According to RandomHistory.com, Jack, who because he tricked the devil several times, was forbidden entrance into both heaven and hell. He was condemned to wander the earth, waving his lantern to lead people away from their paths. Coming up on 5-Minute News... I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased, and essential world news daily. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin, and I've been talking to Scott Sukel about the Ohio State Reformatory. Right. Uh, something that you actually just brought up just before the break, Scott, is that uh, there are darker entities that would uh, maybe mimic the little girl that you're hearing. Uh, one of Eric's questions actually touches on that. Uh, he says, some people believe that the ghosts of the reformatory are strictly human, while others believe there may be demonic entities that reside there, either feeding off of negative emotions and experiences, and even portraying human beings. What are your thoughts, and why? Okay. Um, we do have, you know, the, 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 the... I believe that we do have, you know, everything from the... Um, residual energy there to the, um, you know, sentient entities like the, 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 the spirits of, uh, dead folks, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Um, not with the demon thing. Uh, I, uh, I wouldn't call them demons. I personally, in all my years of doing this, have never run into anything that I would personally classify as a demon. I look at it like this. We would be stupid to think that we're the only 
life form that is out there. But pretty much what we see in our everyday life, um, there's more out there than we are perceiving. Mm. Uh, there seem to be different planes of existence, and who's to say that there aren't other entities that live on those different planes of existence? Right. Uh, maybe they don't have the social graces like we do. Maybe they don't have. Um, maybe they don't look like us. And when those uh, when those planes of existence merge a little bit. Um, you know, and, you know, they'll come down into our level or we'll raise up into their level or whatever the case may be. Um, and we see something from one of those different planes of existence. Just because we don't know what it is, a lot of times people automatically think, hey, it's negative. Mm. Um, if it's negative, it must be a demon. No, I, I, I look at it like this. They're strangers in a strange land. Um, I have seen not only at the prison bed, but other locations, um, stuff that I know was never human. Um, but I mean, it, it's, it's, I'm not scared of it. I'm more intrigued by it. Right. Um, it, because I, I would, I, I want to know, I want to try and figure out what those things are. Um, there are, there are things uh, that I have run into over the years that even though I, how should I put this, I, I, I am very respectful of them just because uh, I don't know what they are or I don't know what it is, and I'm not going to, put, uh, you know, poke a wounded raccoon with a sharp stick. Right. Um, so it's, it's, I will just sort of hang back and observe what it does and all that. Uh, now the cool thing is, uh, being at the prison so much and for so long, I've been able to see, um, different ones, how they phase in, how they phase out, how new ones will replace them and all that. Um, so yeah, we do have a, a fair amount of, uh, what a lot of people believe are uh, sentient human entities, uh, but we also do have, you know, the different entities there that were never human. But like I said, I'm not going to go and say, hey, you know, it's a demon, it's a demon. So, right. yeah. Well, when you talk about dark entities, uh, I think that's where a lot of people's minds will go is demonic. Um, yeah. yeah. So. In your opinion, and this is just speculative, uh, you know, do you feel that, uh, beings such as like fairies, uh, Bigfoot, you know, those types of things, do you think Bigfoot is like a, a interdimensional creature? Because a lot of people have been pointing to that, that, but that's why I point, uh, bring up the question because you had brought this up. Um, what, what do you feel are the, the dark entities that are coming through? Um, I honestly think the dark ones that come through at the prison are just, uh, I honestly think those are human. Okay. Um, because if you think about it, that building housed rapists, murderers, um, truly evil people. Um, we, over the past two, well, two years ago, we received the actual electric chair that was used in the state of Ohio where 315 people, you know, died in it. Um, And these were 315 of Ohio's worst criminals. Um, These are people that, you know, uh, raped families and murdered them afterwards. Um, I honestly think that's where a lot of um, the darkness comes from, not from... Um, the uh, things that aren't human, but I believe they are things or they are entities that were human at one time. Um, and I mean, if you were, if you weren't exactly a nice person in life, you're not going to be a nice person in death. Right. Well, and so do you feel that these spirits get twisted even more so than what they were in life? So they are able, well, I mean, without a body, they're able to attack even easier. Do you feel that that's what's going on? 
Yes, I, I, I feel that they, uh, they have the ability to morph. Uh, they can become even darker just by the, uh, I mean, with, if you have a, a murderer that was truly evil, say he dies in the prison and he, uh, he, he decides to hang around there or he is stuck there, I mean, honestly, most of the energy that is there for them to feed off of is negative energy. Mm-hmm. So the more negative energy that they, you know, eat, I guess you can say, of course, the darker they're going to get. Right. So uh, getting into that, that actually aspect of it, um, since you guys do do the ghost tours, what type of... Um, Different stories or, or activity have people reported or, or told you guys about as they're doing the ghost hunts? Um, a lot of shadow people, uh, a lot of footsteps, a lot of, um, oh, uh, audible voices. I get a lot of audible voices. Um, people lately have been getting scratched up, bruised up, um, full-blown, full-body apparitions. Those are... Those are, they're rare to most people, but yeah, they happen. Um, and I mean, even during our day tours, uh, a lot of people are experiencing a lot of things. Some of the best photographs that I have seen come out of that building, um, paranormal photographs, have been during the day. Okay. Um, but I mean, like, um, touching, a lot of people have, uh, get touched, hair pulled, uh, uh, shirt, shirts tugged on, stuff like that. Um, yeah, the the the, it, it, the 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 activity is always changing. I mean, the, it, it changes different areas. I'm not. I, I mean, you could be in down in solitary confinement for a little bit, and the place is off the hook. You go back ten minutes later, it's completely dead. Um, and I mean, it's, it's always morphing. It's, it's always changing. We do, uh, seem to have, uh, several, uh, uh, entities that, that like to hang out in certain areas and do certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times they'll be there for, I don't know, maybe a week or two and then they'll disappear for a few years. So, mm-hmm. yep. So uh, doing the renovations in that, has that ever spiked activity like a lot of people, a lot of ghost hunters believe? See, I, I have not noticed um, uh, a change in the activity levels in those areas. Okay. Which is actually kind of interesting. I mean, pretty much any investigator that you come across, will, and they've probably been trained this way will say oh yeah you know if you're doing renovations you know that's what's causing it or uh you brought such and such item home you know mm-hmm. that spirit was attached to that thing that's what it was happening um i'm honestly on the fence as far as that is concerned because i'm kind of one of those people that are are very sensitive um was practicing to try and uh, work my mediumship up, if you will, uh, okay. for for a couple years, and now I'm just kind of more of a sensitive because I have not been delving into that uh, part of myself. But, uh, you know, a lot of people that have paranormal activity are either sensitive to it or have had family that have delved into the dark arts, if you will, or have messed with a Ouija board and opened a door. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? How do you think people get get these hauntings? Uh, you mean the, 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 the type of people who... Uh, oh, oh, you know, like if you had a... Uh, I, I, I don't quite understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just hauntings in general. How do you think people are getting these hauntings in their homes or like, for example, the reformatory is obviously a place of great suffering. Um, you know, a lot of those people that died there 
probably did not want to move on to face any type of judgment that they believed in. Um, how do you think that just like people that live in their get residential hauntings, how do you think that that forms? Oh man, that could be something that's attached to the house. That can be, um, something that's attached to the land or it could be even be, um, they were out and about just in the nor- and doing their normal thing. A uh, spirit enjoyed or liked their energy, and they said, "You know what? I'm going to follow them wherever they go." Um, that's also a possibility, right? Um, I mean, because it's like, or or if um, like a spirit, if they think that. Or if they notice that someone reacts to them, imagine living in a and imagine your world. It is real to you, but very, very, very few people actually react to you. Most people won't talk to you. Most people can't see you. Um, but you find that one person that you walk past them and you notice that their eyes are following you, or they react to your presence. Um, it seems like a spirit will sort of, um, uh, I'm not going to say attached to the person, but follow the person just for the simple fact of, my God, there's there's somebody who, who, who notices that I'm here. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, that's a possibility. Right. Well, that, that answers my question. Um, last question that Eric had for you was, um, what do you say to people who claim that ghosts of any sort don't exist or even other, other entities? Well, I, I respect their opinion. Um, I, I tell them that I will, I try to put people like that in the best situation to experience something um, when they're at the prison. Okay. Um, there, there are little tricks you can do, but it's got to be in certain. There, there, there have to be certain parameters, certain ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some out there that I don't care if a full blown, full body apparition came up to him and had a. Uh, conversation with them, they still wouldn't believe it. Um, perfect example, I was years back, I was showing around a uh, uh, newspaper reporter and a photographer from the newspaper, and the reporter, he didn't believe in any of it. It was just a fluff piece for Halloween. Um, the photographer, she was all into it. And we were down in the basement in, underneath administration, and we step into this one room and hear this, here in front of us stands this, uh, guy dressed in, um, full khaki outfit, bald white guy, um, well, he had very short hair, very close cropped hair, um, about six foot three, six foot four, a very hulking, uh, person. And, I'm standing to the right of the reporter as we're walking through this doorway. And the reporter look, is looking at this guy. I'm looking at this guy. The reporter, while still looking at this guy, taps me with his elbow and says, do you see him? And I said, yeah, he's a tall white guy that's standing there. He's a trustee. And as soon as I said that, the uh, apparition Turned to its left, took two, uh, two, uh, uh, steps and disappeared. Well, the photographer, she is behind us and she's snapping away pictures over our heads trying to, uh, get a shot of the, this guy. And as soon as he disappears, she's looking at her screen trying to see if she got anything. And I looked at the reporter and I said, well, do you believe now? He said, oh, my mind was playing tricks on me. All three of us saw this guy. So, for some people, um, they're, uh, ah, so, some people are so skeptical that their, um, oh, what do you call it? Their explanation for it is even more paranormal than if it would be the paranormal. <laughs> 
Now, you had brought up the whole activity during the day and, and the evening and how it doesn't really matter. Uh, is there certain seasons or time of the year that it's amped up more than others? Um, a few years back, we uh, started doing what we call extreme ghost hunts, mm-hmm. uh, which were over the winter time. Now, for the first couple of years we did them, the activity was ridiculous. Um, I don't know if that was because that is our slow season. We don't run day tours or anything. Oh, okay. So I wonder if the guys were more comfortable because, I mean, if you think about it, during our, our main tour season, we have tens of thousands of people walking through their building or through the building. Um, but when there's no tours going on, it's like, oh, you know what? We can come out. We can actually just not have to deal with people. Um, so I'm wondering if they get more comfortable during the our off season just because there aren't as many people going through, or it could be about the whole, you know, well it's cold out, the humidity's lower, da 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 da, all that. I really haven't been able to find a real good, you know, answer for that yet. Um, I, yeah, I, I I don't know. Um, I mean, one. With the seasons, I notice that when it is very hot and humid, the activity has its tendency to go up. Um, when it is cold out, the activity seems to go up. Um, but I really haven't noticed a lot of, you know, um, uh, I, I really haven't noticed a lot, a huge swing okay. uh, consistently over the seasons. I mean, uh, like I said, a few winters back, it was ridiculous. Uh, last winter during the uh, extreme hunts, the activity was good, but I mean, it wasn't ridiculous like it was the years uh, before. Right. So, and honestly, I don't know if the spirits even uh, know, you know, day or night or um, uh, anything like that, uh, hot or cold. I mean, maybe it's just the atmospheric conditions at those times. Like I said, hot and humid um, or, you know, just bone-chilling cold. Right. Um, I don't know if the, 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 the atmospheric conditions are more conducive to, to, to activity or what. Uh, one thing I have noticed over the years uh, one thing I've tried to do over the years was try to dispel a lot of the commonly held folklore, um, a lot of the the, the, the myths about um, um, activity. Uh, honestly, full moons, it seems to kill the activity, at least at the OSR and a lot of other locations. Uh, new moons seem to be um, more active than full moons, but the biggest thing that I have found that affects activity is when the barometric pressure is dropping, um, the activity goes up. Um, like if a thunderstorm's coming through, you know what? Get your equipment out and you know go go get yourself some EVP. Right. Um, but I mean, like it seems like during a storm, the activity starts to fizzle out after a storm. You know what? Go home. Go to sleep. <laughs> so, well, that's yeah, funny that you bring that up because I mean, a lot of people believe that, uh, especially the the human spirits are feeding off of electrical energy or mm-hmm. or any type of energy, really. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that's that would make a little bit of sense, especially if it's a, a thunderstorm specifically coming. They're they're mm-hmm. getting ready for that yeah. that energy yeah. boost. <laughs> So, um, during the Halloween season, you guys do a haunted reformatory, right? Correct. It's called the Paranormal Penitentiary this year. Um, we have uh, a, a well-known um, special effects artist. His name is Robert Kurtzman mm-hmm. uh, doing the haunted house this year. Um, so, yeah, they, the, the, the route takes you about, uh, about 45 minutes to an hour. Depends on how fast you run out. And it covers most of the building, so it's 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 a good time. It's a good time. 
Now, do you ever have people reporting seeing people that aren't there that aren't, you know, costume people? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um the last company that we had um uh doing the haunted house, a lot of their actors mm-hmm. uh would talk about getting smacked around or whatever down in solitary confinement. Um they uh during the haunted house they have security inside. And um a lot of the times the security uh folks will chase after somebody because they see somebody in an area that they're not supposed to be and they chase them into a dead end and there's nobody there. Hmm. So it keeps security on its toes. Right. I know I've, I've talked to a few people that have gone through the haunted house over the years that said, you know, Hey, somebody grabbed my hoodie. I turned around to yell at one of the actors because they're not supposed to touch us and nobody was there. Hmm. The reason I ask that is uh, we actually talked to the lady that owns Asylum 49, and uh, she had mentioned that people have, uh, because they run a haunted attraction during the Halloween season as well, and uh, have mentioned seeing nurses there in spots that the actors were not. Uh, They've talked about a little girl who's running through the the asylum, which is actually kind of interesting that it kind of coincides with your story as well of mm-hmm. the little girl laughing, um, yeah. which makes you kind of wonder is, I mean, with an asylum and a jail is it a darker, darker entity or spirit that is just playing games. Exactly. Now, a, a, a lot of locations that do uh, like haunted houses and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I think the activity, um, you know, feeds off of uh, the people's emotions that are going through the haunted house. I know the first couple hunts back after uh, Halloween for us are are usually pretty killer, um, just because there's all that energy left over from the people who have gone through the haunted house. Mm-hmm. Um, and also with our building, um, it is a, a combination of sandstone and limestone, Okay. Now, when the when the architect um, when he said where he wanted the stone to come from, he picked quarries that had extremely well stone with extremely high quartz content. So that's it sucks up that energy. Yeah. Um, well, and that kind of sparks a question in my head because. Uh, Back when Eric and I were actually doing paranormal investigations, we had a team in Ohio. Uh, we got the chance to go to Jeffrey Dahmer's family home and do the first okay. investigation there. Yeah. And one of the investigators we were with, we were with another team, had brought up that uh, there are people that believe that jails are built to not only confine these people in life, but also in death. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I can't speak about other places, but um, the the OSR, um, once again, the architect, uh, Levi Schofield, um, he was quoted as saying that he wanted the building to uplift the inmate spirits. Um, Now, you could look at that two ways. You could look at it as... Man, look at this place. This place is beautiful and mm-hmm. spiritual. Um, or you can look at and look at it as okay. If somebody dies here, it's going to lift their spirits up. Okay. Um, because he was a thirty third degree Freemason. Okay. Um, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the building was built um, with that ideology behind it. Uh, the whole Freemason ideology. Right. Um, so things house a secret society, nobody's supposed to know what, you know, their ideology is, but right. it's very spiritual. Right. Well, and, you know, it, it's uh, just something that I've actually thought about a lot because it's, there are some people that are going to be very um, heavy-handed, if you will, that feel that you know these these people should be punished in life and should not continue or uh, should not stop that suffering after they die. That they should be punished even then. Um, so it, it's just something that's actually 
really been something of a question on my mind a lot. Um, one of the last questions for you, probably the last question I have for you before we go to break here, is you know you guys have had uh, several of the TV shows there. Um, in your opinion, have there any have there any of them been more? Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, have they ever come to you and said that you know, wow, this is one of the best active places we've been at or any, any opinions about the activity that they've come across? Well, with TV shows, that's, that's getting into a weird area there. Right. Uh, just because, uh, how should I put this? Um, TV shows, uh, a lot of the, Shows that have been on for a while, it seems to be more of a job to them. Um, we're going to go in, we're going to film this episode, and then we're going to get back to the hotel. Um, I'll, I'll, I know that uh, Steve and Dave uh, from from Taps. Mm-hmm. Um, when a lot of times when they'll come down, I'll walk around with them. And I know the first time I walked around with an act, it was when they were filming Ghost Hunters Academy there. Um, they were, I was just walking around with them and everything, and they kept saying, you know, oh, man, I remember when this happened here, and this happened here, and this happened here, and oh, remember when we saw this in this area? And, uh, I mean, I, I, I think if you... A, a lot of the people that on the that are on the shows have had a ton of experiences there. I will say that, um, and I have invited all of them back without the TV cameras, uh, just to do what they do. I mean, because mm-hmm. I mean, I would I would love to to I would love to be able to get a, get a couple of the guys there. Give them the building and say, you know what? Investigate. No TV, you know, no, no cameras, no nothing. Right. Just because I, I, I think, uh, the longer you're in this, um, a lot of times you sort of become, you sort of forget the reason that, that you started doing it. Right. And I think with a lot of the folks on the shows, I, I think that's happened to a lot of them. Well, uh, you know, and, I have a lot of respect for people that have started shows, you know, because their teams were good enough that these people picked up and were like, you know what, we want to offer you a TV show, would you be willing to do it? Uh, mm-hmm. With that being said, as you're saying, the more they go along, the more seasons there are. Um, unfortunately, they are a TV show. They need yes. ratings to keep going. Yep. Um yep. I'm not going to say that they fake evidence, but they have to give the ratings. Where is that rating going to come from if you have no activity? Exactly. Um, a, a lot of the TV shows that, that I have seen, a lot of, let's just say a lot of the evidence was um, exaggerated a little bit. Right. So, well, and like so, Eric has said, too, they have to fill a whole hour yeah, if, if they've got four hours of of uh, tape and there's one EVP, well, yeah, you, you have to kind of glorify that one EVP and that one picture. Exactly. I mean, like with uh, when Ghost Hunters when they filmed uh, at the OSR, that was their second season. Um, they actually only investigated for four hours. Um, but like Ghost Hunters Academy, when they were there, they filmed for an entire week. Um, and that, that was fun. That was fun. It was a very long week, but it was fun. They covered that building the best that any of the shows has covered it. Well, and that's, that's actually good to know because Eric and I actually had applied for Academy, but we, we weren't the lucky ones that got in. Um, so it's interesting to see that compared to their normal TV show, they kind of stuck with their original programming, if you will, to yes. to actually investigate. Yeah. Yep. 
So, all right, folks, we are going to go to our second and final break of the evening. We have been talking to Scott Sukul about the Ohio State Reformatory. We will be right back after the Paranormal Headlines. And now, Paratruth Radio's Paranormal Headlines. What's going on, Parafans? Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines, and these headlines are from unexplainedmysteries.com. Ghost tips over cleaning supplies in pub. CCTV footage recorded in a pub in England appears to show objects being moved around by an unseen force. The Chapel House pub on Rutten Street in Dudley is no stranger to paranormal occurrences. Manager Katie Round and her fiancé Ben Parks have already experienced several unexplained incidences despite having only taken over the pub around nine weeks ago. Last Friday, a glass on a shelf above the bar propelled off and hit me hard in the chest, said Ben. Sometimes you can hear footsteps coming upstairs, but then they just stop. The couple's most intriguing encounter to date, however, centers around a CCTV footage that was recorded while they were cleaning up one evening. I was cleaning up at the end of the night and heard something in the kitchen. I went out to look and couldn't see anything, so I thought it was my other half pulling my leg, said Katie. When they later reviewed the CCTV footage, however, they noticed that a wet floor A-board sign had moved and fallen down all on its own. The video also showed the moment when Ben was startled by a mop, which had also fallen down without warning after being propped up against the wall. He jumped out of his skin, said Katie. When we looked at the footage later, we couldn't believe it. Could Planet Nine explain sun tilt mystery? A large planet lurking in the outer solar system could be causing the sun's rotational axis to tilt. Nobody knows exactly where it is, how big it is, or if it even exists at all, but when researchers at the California Institute of Technology revealed earlier this year that the existence of a ninth planet in our solar system was a very real possibility, the hunt for this enigmatic new world began in earnest. Now Mike Brown and Constantine Batigan, the scientists who originally proposed the planet's existence, have come forward once again to offer up further evidence. Their findings, which were presented this week at the annual meeting of planetary scientists of the American Astronomical Society, suggest that Planet Nine's enormous size could be causing the solar system to wobble and the sun's rotational axis to tilt, a phenomenon that has itself remained a mystery to the better part of two centuries. Because Planet Nine is so massive and has an orbit tilted compared to the other planets, the solar system has no choice but to slowly twist out of alignment, said lead author Elizabeth Bailey. According to Brown, there is a good chance that Planet Nine will be tracked down and directly observed by telescopes within as little as 16 months. I think that there will be enough people looking for it that somebody's actually going to track this down, he said. At the next one of these conferences, we'll be talking about finding Planet Nine instead of just looking for it. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Parachute Radio's Paranormal Headlines. folks welcome back to paratruth radio my name is justin and i've been talking to scott sukel about the ohio state reformatory now scott it is getting close to the end of the show so i did want to give you a chance to uh promote the reformatory give any information you want to give the mic is yours all right so uh oh geez right now as we talked about earlier we're uh we've got the uh haunted house going on um, that runs Thursdays through Sundays. Um, so if you're in the area, come on out for that. Uh, we just recently put up the information for the 2017 ghost hunt season. Um, that uh, All that information can be found on www.mrps.org. Um, we also uh, do a lot of uh, day tours. We actually start our holiday tours up 
the day after um, uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, so if you're interested in those, all the information, like I said, is on the website. We also have tons of events over the years, uh, over the year, uh, everything from Ink and the Clink, which is a music slash tattoo uh, event, which is just a hoot. Um, we have car shows there, uh, you name it. Um, the 2017 is looking like a very, very exciting year at the OSR, and I encourage everybody to come on out and check the building out. I mean, even if it's uh, just for a day tour, come on out and spend some time in the building, walk around, um, and just enjoy the building. All right. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to come talk to me. And uh, once uh, Eric is back, I'll hopefully have you on again and we'll talk some more. All right. That sounds good to me. All right. You have yourself a good night. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, folks. That was Scott Sukel from the Ohio State Reformatory Great guy, great guest. Uh, had fun talking to him about the uh, reformatory, which, like I said, during the interview, Eric and I have been wanting to get into for years now. Uh, a lot of great stuff that we had to talk about. So, um, before we head out for the evening, Eric had a Halloween message for you. So, here's the message from Eric. What's up, Pair fans? Hope you guys are having a good time tonight for our very special Halloween episode at the Ohio Reformatory. Not literally at, but, you know, we're discussing it with our buddy Scott. But, uh, you know, I hope you guys enjoy it. Justin is on his own, as you guys know, I'm sure, by now. Um, show him plenty of love. I know he's doing the best he can, and he's doing a great job on his own. Unfortunately, I do have to take a few weeks off. Uh, from the show, small leave of absence, uh, due to school. However, I will be joining you guys again, uh, right around Thanksgiving, um, before Thanksgiving, so we'll definitely be back for the uh, Thanksgiving episode. But, uh, I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the show tonight, and I just want to wish everyone a very happy and safe Halloween. Peace! Alright, folks, that is the end of the episode of the Ohio State Reformatory. Uh, Eric hopefully will be back as soon as he can. Uh, he's got a lot of school to get done in a very short amount of time. So we wish him well and, uh, hope that he is getting his homework done and getting great grades to get out into the world of movie making. So, uh, a lot of great stuff coming up next week. We'll be off, uh, so uh just catch up on any archives of the past episodes. Uh the following week we are going to have Kay Carswell from Deception Detection Radio and I believe Chad Riley as well um to talk about mass hysteria. Interesting stuff. So until next time that we see you, same time, same channel. My name is Justin. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Paratruth Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can listen to them on HD at our website, paratruthradio.com. And you can also find us at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for brand new updates of our show every day.
Bonjour. This is Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. I'm Andrew Pryor, and every week I bring you the wonderful and fabulous people involved in French food, whether they're here in France like me or from around the world. Each week, we dive into a specific topic, be it a French dish, an ingredient, or a French cuisine cooking technique. My guests are all about French food. So, come join me on Fabulously Delicious, the French food podcast. Bon app.